Welcome to Reboot or Rewind, a podcast in which we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are bound to happen. I'm Rachel. And I'm Ty. And let's rewind back to 2001 and watch Degrassi. What you talking about, what? You got it, dude. You little nasty. So Ty, Degrassi is a show that has been around for years and years and years. So I would guess that most people are familiar with it. But for those who aren't, would you give us a quick rundown of the show? Yeah, uh, Degrassi, um, the beloved show was, it's a Canadian TV franchise that spans almost 45 years, starting with the kids of Degrassi Street in 1979, and then Degrassi Jr. and Degrassi High in the late 80s to early 90s to the millennial classic, Degrassi Next Generation, um, starting in 1999, and lastly, Degrassi New Class in 2016. The show centers on teenagers living their lives and navigating the troubles of growing up. Uh, The show talks about coming out, domestic violence among teen romance, self-care, mental health, the value of friendship, you know, et cetera. It goes through a lot of issues. Um, the show wanted to feel like real high school, so it had a wide range of characters and people entering and exiting the cast, um, which you don't see a lot, in, especially in yeah. other teen shows, because, you know, so many teen shows, like, they're in high school for six, seven years, and you're just like, mm-hmm. goodness, and, like, they're getting older, you know, um, they're running out of plots for that particular, like, you can't break up and get back together with the same four people over and over again but I like I love Degrassi because you know like I love the new like I love like the older kids you know the pages the Jimmies and stuff but then once they left and then you know like the Peters and the Darcy's came in and then you also have the Allies and Claire's and Eli so there's a good and because they're like family members, because this is a high school, and of course people have siblings, you can still get a little bit of that familiar yeah. um, connection. Yeah. So it's like the old cast is kind of still there because they come and visit their little sister or their, you know, cousin or something. So that's nice. I like that. Yeah, I think that was that's one thing that this high school show that I show does that I don't think other high school shows did is bring in. Um, not only new cast, uh, which is already above and beyond, but bring in siblings. Um, you know, when we see other high school shows, it's as if those kids, once they leave, they, it's like they were only children. We never see any siblings follow in their footsteps. And to see this kind of like continuation of the world by just seeing, I mean, we meet certain characters when they're even before they enter Degrassi. And then when we finally see them, it's like we're growing up with them. Um, So that was a really cool thing that Degrassi did with its characters, bringing in not only new cast, but siblings as well. Yeah, I mean, well, the show started off as kind of that, you know, um, Degrassi High had Emma on there because Spike is her mom and she had her in high school. So Mm -hmm. Emma was on the show. I mean, it wasn't, you know, the Emma that we know, but it was a Emma on the show before even Degrassi the next generation started so it even started with a child 
who was in the older episodes. Yeah. But I think that's why, and that's why I think that compared to like current teen shows like a Euphoria, I think Degrassi works a, not a lot better, but I like it a little bit more is because it does feel like a teen show. Mm-hmm. They go to class, they do homework, they have study groups, you, you know, like some of the plot lines is about them going to school. It's not just that they happen to go to school and here's all their other drama. Because when you're in high school, school is your drama. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, sometimes it was just about the characters not finishing their essay on time uh, and needing an extension from the teacher or having trouble balancing their babysitting job with their homework. Um, and so, or or arguing over shared locker space um, or whether or not they're, they made it on the basketball team. And, and that kind of regular, not necessarily petty, but normal drama mixed in with the really heavy drama um, made it realistic. Um, seeing the teachers, like seeing them in class, passing notes to each other, um, that was the appeal of it, especially when when we were watching it as kids, is that it felt like a mirror of our own lives, not just with the really traumatic and, and, and problematic stuff they were going through, but also the everyday drama. And it was like a good break in ages too. Like I feel like you could kind of tell, you could kind of tell because they focus a lot on the school where everyone is in school mm-hmm. like are they seniors are they juniors are they like in the beginning when they were still in the middle school part of the like when they're both with the junior and the middle in the high school you can tell like okay this person like emma and jt and toby and manny are in seventh grade whereas jimmy and ashley are in eighth grade <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know that difference with, I mean, with so many characters across the board, it's it's so entirely difficult to to really think um, about the entire scope of all the different personalities and storylines we saw uh, go through that show. But hard as it may be, who do you think is your favorite character in the show? Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Oh. I think I have to divide it up into different categories. <laughs> okay, well, when after you do that, then we'll have to decide to do a, no! a final a final ranking. Okay. So do okay. that and then we'll and then we'll decide. <laughs> okay, I think Manny is my favorite overall character, but I think Paige had my favorite plot lines. So like Paige got on my nerves a lot, but I liked the stuff that she did. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, so for you it's between Paige and Manny. I yes any contenders from like later in the show i like connor i miss connor was so sweet and nice mm-hmm. and i feel like he didn't deserve the the lack of screen time he got yeah i mean and he was also i think one of the very few characters who who had um uh, i don't know if it was ever confirmed or canon i can't quite remember but he was neurodivergent yeah um and uh, we didn't get a lot of characters representing that. Uh, we had a few mental health uh, issues in terms of depression, uh, bipolar disorder with Craig, but in terms of being on the spectrum um, or uh, even just learn like learning disorders, I don't know if we got a whole lot of that confirmed. Um, and, and so Connor was, I feel like, good representation of that. Uh, but yeah, Connor was a, a sweetheart. I loved watching him grow up um, across the shows. So I agree with that as well. But oh, Manny, I, I cannot agree with you on Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Manny is one of my least favorite characters uh, in the entire franchise. But I will 100% agree with you. Pa- Paige Michael Chuck is, is my favorite character. I think 
Uh, I really, I hate that they did her the injustice of having her last official episode on the show be one with her being a classic like diva as if she hasn't grown in any way, because I feel like that's forgetting about a lot of storylines that have pushed her to mature. I feel like in many ways, if you look at what's happened to her over the show, she should be one of the most mature people at that point. And then to kind of reduce her there in the end to someone who's just being just hungry for the spotlight and dissing her friends again, it was just kind of a little bit reductive in my opinion. So I hate that they gave her that end, but overall, I just, she had the most riveting plot lines. Uh, I think the way she expressed and, and really felt um, those changes uh, was incredibly portrayed on screen. I think her lines were the best. Uh, her, her catchphrases were the best. Her, mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think she's one of the most developed characters from that group uh, in a way that you were annoyed by her in the beginning. She was supposed to be the mean girl, but she really grew and changed to become everyone's favorite. And I think when you've got a character who can go from being the bully and go from being the one that everyone hates to the one that everyone loves, um, that even the other characters grow to love is uh, that's that's something incredible. So I think they achieved something great with Paige. And um, yeah, so she's definitely my favorite character. I think if I had to pick from the later seasons, it gets a little tougher. Um, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Declan, primarily just because when the show originally aired, I had a huge crush on Declan. Um, (laughs) He was like that when he, like the first episode he's introduced, like when he steps out of the car and they're like, oh, you're the diplomat's son. I'm like, wow. Um, And so Declan definitely, but um, I think there's some decent characters. Claire was always, I really liked Claire. I think um, her being kind of like the shy nerd a little bit in the beginning, um, made it relatable. Cause like, you know, she wasn't just like one, like the mm-hmm. preppy popular blonde, like Jenna. And to see that contrast right in the beginning, it was, she, she was an interesting character to watch grow and come out of her shell. So I, I liked seeing her storylines as well. Who would you be in the show? Like if you could, like you in middle school and high school, who would you have been? I think I would have been Claire. But. <laughs> well, that's what I was. That's what I was about to say. I was like, I feel like I'm most related to Claire um, because not necessarily that I was like shy, but I just you know felt more like I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I definitely associate with Claire more. It's like that's a weird question though. It's like who would I want to be or who was I actually? <laughs> I think for me, Claire really Claire or Allie because my sister was really popular, mm. um, and so I feel like. Even if we went through separate high schools, sometimes I felt like I was living in her shadow. And I mm-hmm. definitely think that Claire, Allie in a different way, because Saf was so smart and like she felt like she wasn't like measuring up like academically. And like she thought that she had to be like the perfect girl because he was like, you know, pretty much like had the good grades and was in all the clubs and had the perfect girlfriend and like all that stuff. But with Claire, I definitely could see her like, looking up like to Darcy and like oh I'm not like Darcy (laughs) why can I not be like Darcy (laughs) yeah definitely yeah I I had an older sister that was uh, incredibly successful in school so um definitely had uh can relate to the academic pressure of of trying to follow in those footsteps um but that's I mean then that's the cool thing about another like cool thing about seeing those siblings come through is that's also something where we can relate to a lot of us who are watching this, who have older siblings who were, who had gone through school, being able to relate to these characters who are coming in as younger siblings or vice versa. People who had younger siblings um, kind of seeing them, those situations where you had siblings at school at the same time. Uh, it was really interesting to see the dynamic there. 
Now, Degrassi was known for its big events. You know, I'm not going to name them because we might be, we might get into them. But what was your, like, most memorable big event that happened on Degrassi? I mean, oh, it's so, so hard. It's so hard to choose just one because it's like, I think there are so many situations where we had the same type of storyline mm-hmm. done in, in different variations across the series. And so it's hard to kind of recognize one without recognize the, uh, recognizing the other variations of it. Um, so I will say I really... I mean, I don't want to belabor the again the the idea that Paige is my favorite character, but I feel like the idea of uh, date rape um, and rape in general they handled very well, and I think that was something that was so important to see in these teen shows done in the way that it did, especially when they did it with Paige, um, because to show how Paige was affected for many episodes to come after that, um, even when when you thought it wasn't really on her mind anymore. And you thought you were never going to see Dean again uh, to see it come back 10 episodes later, really showed the lingering trauma that that had to see her grow and develop through it only through getting therapy. Was she able to recover too? And to see her, her go through that therapeutic process was I think so important, especially with how many young people are victims of sexual assault. Um, considering that most victims of sexual assault are under the age of 18. It's so incredibly important to have that on TV uh, in a, in such a, a realistic representative representative way um so i think that was handled well and i think when they did it with darcy even though it's different variation to show the dangers of like rape when it came to using roofies and party drugs and and her struggling with that in in her type of person she was in the strict christianity um, she held herself to and dealing with that as well um i think so anytime that they handled I mean, I know it's crazy to say, like, that's my favorite storyline. So I don't really want to say, but I think that's the most impressive storyline to me, the way they handled those early uh, rape-related storylines was really powerful. And I think what made it such a standout show when it first, uh, when that first reboot came around. Yeah, I think my most memorable biggest event has to be the Rick and Terry situation. Because... Oh, yeah. um, like you said, like domestic violence, especially among teenagers, it definitely showed like the progression of, you know, especially for Terry, like, oh, like he, I like him, um, but to like, oh, I think he's the only person for me to like him being controlling and that incident happening. And also how that culminated into Jimmy getting shot two seasons later, you know, how like, because of him coming back and then the whole, you know, thing about like how he hurt Terry. So everyone was bullying him and it was kind of that weird cycle, you know, of violence that could happen in high school. Like you do something bad here. So we're going to bully you. And then that, you know, kind of blew up in everyone's faces. Mm-hmm. As impact, I think that starting off, especially how it progressed was like you said not great like I don't want people to go through these things right. but you but know powerful. as an event for a TV show yeah like, yeah because yeah because I think because I felt bad not bad that's the wrong word for it when Rick came back and Spinner because Spinner really liked Terry like even mm-hmm. like romantically like if Paige wasn't being Paige, <laughs> they would have been together. And I felt, and so like he felt so angry towards Rick. And mm-hmm. I totally get that. And then 
but then him lying about what happened and all that stuff because they didn't want to get in trouble and how that ultimately hurt his other best friend who he cared for deeply maybe not in speaking terms right now but then you know best friends is episode one so it's like that mm-hmm. weird like his hurt from one part of himself culminating of the hurt of somebody else that he cared about was insane but i think and i think because of our ages of course like both of us we like you know the first seven seasons of degrassi because you know that's the one that we grew up with probably watched the most or you know impacted us i think I have watched the other seasons, of course, because I love Degrassi and, you know, but I don't think it hit more for me because I think when I watched, like, especially Thompson Still, which is the episode that, you know, Rick shoots Jimmy, I think I was, like, maybe in the eighth grade when that happened, like, when I actually, like, sat down and watched it, which is, like, a couple of years after it happened, but... Of course, that impacts me more than, you know, some of the other stuff later that comes down later in line. Mm-hmm. Because I already was in high school or I was like, there was like the last few seasons I was in college. Mm-hmm. So like that, um, the impact was a little bit different. Even though I'm not saying that there was no good storylines or no good big events or memorable events that happened in the later seasons. I think the reason why we we see you know, seasons one through seven as much as we, impactful as much as we did because we watched them at a young age. And then we grew into like looking at the world that way. Whereas like we already saw the world and then looking back on kids younger than us. Yeah, definitely. I think um, that is an element of of why the earlier storylines tend to stick with us a little bit more. Um, I think it's, there's also an, a factor of like, even though they did try to do something different every time and they did go different routes and, and definitely when social media started to play into it, it was a lot different at some point over the, over the course of, um, Oh, I don't know. Was it 18 seasons? They were doing the same, just different variations of things we've seen before. So, you know, by the time Sav got with his teacher, we had already seen two instances of a teacher being inappropriate with students. Um, whether it was Casey and the coach or whether it was Paige and, and, um, the student teacher. Um, and so it's kind of like, though it's different every time, it starts to lose its impact because we've seen them handle it before. And sometimes we've even seen them handle it better with the earlier seasons. Like, I mean, for instance, the Sav getting with his teacher, that one's done horribly because it was romanticized and, and put portrayed like yeah. it was okay. And with Paige and Matt O, it was done a little bit better um, when she realized that he was a creep for wanting to be with her. Um, and so... I think it also loses an impact then because of that. So we're growing older. It's we're it's now it's not like a, the same parallel we're seeing, and we're also seeing similar storylines, and uh-huh. uh, we're seeing a, a world too, like you said, that we aren't children in anymore. Well, yeah. Well, speaking of new characters and looking at the world younger, there's going to be a, a reboot. Yes, um, and <laughs> it is confirmed. by each, it's confirmed. Yes, right? it's going to come out. According to Variety, it's supposed to come out 2023. So HBO Max will be doing the new Degrassi. Um, and it will be supposed to debut in 2023. And they're supposed to be showing um, 
the old like Degrassi the next generation supposed to be coming on the platform spring 2022 it is all um based on an article on Variety. And yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted. <laughs> I am conflicted. As I think all true Degrassi fans are <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> um, it's going to be, you know, supposed to be trustworthy and authentic storytelling. So I'm hopefully that's, you know, how they're going to to, to do it. Yeah. Um, the first thing my brain is wondering is, it's no doubt that it's going to be I guess I should say mostly, no doubt. It's going to be centered on the young child of someone who's probably been on the last show because that's how the last reboot was. Yeah. And so I feel like they're going to stay true to that because that was clearly successful, that idea, that we want to see that continuation. It's got to be the same school. It's mm-hmm. not like they can change location. Oh, wait, they, maybe they won't shoot it in Canada anymore, but it's going to at least be, it's got to be the same school. No, they um, say group it's... of Toronto students. So okay, they're awesome. keeping it yeah. in Canada hopefully it will be at Degrassi High. So then my question is, if they're going to go with the child of a former star, it's got to be someone from the old first couple seasons uh, to be realistically, I guess it doesn't have to be, but to be realistically on the realistic on the timeline, it's best if it's one of the kind of first eight seasons. Um, and it's probably going to be a couple that, where they want both people to have come from the show. So who are we thinking is going to be whose kid? Are we talking Manny and Jay's? Because I'm... <laughs> Wait, wait, not... they had children? They were end game. So very possibly they could have. But when the last time we've seen them? Because I guess like my whole question is, well, maybe because 2023, they will be. So they're when did the last the last the last, we last episode, saw them see... in season nine? Um yeah, when... which is 2010. And Was they would have less... been like 19. Yeah. I think my only question, I think it might be if we're going like someone from the old seasons are going to come back, I think it'd more be a teacher situation than a kid situation because they will have to pick the right person because their kid, even if they have a kid in 2010, unless they fudge up the the timeline a little bit, the kid will only be like 12, 13 and that's not high school age. But they don't have to be high school age because Degrassi they start in sixth grade. Is it still is it, is it still six to twelve? I'm or... pretty sure, yeah, because it's called okay. it's just called Degrassi Community School, and they didn't change that. Um, actually, I could be wrong in that they they maybe changed that with the Netflix reboot. Um, because after a while they only they only really talked about the high schoolers. Yeah, it's possible because yeah, I don't I don't remember seeing any young kids run around. So when they changed over to Netflix, they maybe changed that aspect of it. So they didn't have a bunch of middle school characters. Well, if they didn't, then I feel like that if it is still a K, like a six through twelve school, like it was. Well, but it's possible though to have high school aged kids with some of these early couples. I mean, oh. if we had, it could be Craig and Ellie. It could be Emma and Spinner. And if we're thinking oh. they, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Spinner, the only reason why I'll be okay with that, the only reason why I'll be okay with Emma and Spinner is because Emma is the through line from the old like, Yeah, which Degrassi. is why I'm thinking it might be her. And if we consider Emma and Spinner, Miriam McDonald and Shane, what's his name? Shane Copel or something. I don't know, yeah. They rep that Degrassi like 
yeah. they are Degrassi alums through and through. Like Shane is mm-hmm. always engaging with fans about Degrassi and doing Degrassi panels. Um, so if they're going to bring people back, it's going to be people who are committed to staying through because like we saw with Spike, Emma's mom, she was there all throughout. Like she was just as present as Emma was. So whenever Emma was there, Spike was there. Um, and, and same thing with, um, what's the name? Snake. Uh, well, so Snake like, was their teacher. So right. he was there and but then he became Spinner, yeah. Spinner works with the dot and uh-huh. he was there in the Netflix show. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like it'd be sensible to bring him back with Emma. Mm -hmm. Of course, I will say, actually, now that I say that, if they show him at the dot, it would have probably been addressed that if he had a high school or a growing kid, um, like a kid that was coming up on high school age. And so it would kind of not make a lot of sense if suddenly he had a high school age kid for this reboot. Um, Like I said, it could happen. I'm not saying that it can't happen. I think it would be better if someone comes on maybe as a teacher as a teacher maybe could be marco it could be marco because marco was a student teacher in season nine so we know that oh, that was his end yeah. career yes look at you with the through line yes <laughs> it would be marco and then he would come in and it'll be that'd be great um but i don't want uh adultification of degrassi like i don't yeah. want it and that's not what it's supposed is, to be no <laughs> and it said it's supposed to be you know trustworthy and authentic storytelling but we know how hbo is right like, not even just like with euphoria just hbo in general with, yeah with most of the especially their new content i don't want nudity i don't want explicit sex scenes right and that's not and that's not because i will be personally because i guess this could be the conversation of am I'm the right uh, target audience for this show? Now that right. could be, but I feel like if your target audience is actual middle schoolers or high schoolers, then I definitely don't want that <laughs> stuff that they were, you know, portraying. Because that's the whole, you know, thing about Euphoria. They said that it's a show meant for adults. Mm-hmm. That is totally fine. Degrassi is meant for high schoolers and middle schoolers. I want to keep it truthful but also tame enough for them to consume yeah the great thing about Degrassi was that it didn't and we're not saying that it should ignore these issues because it didn't it didn't ignore the issues related to sex drugs and alcohol It, it went full in on those issues in some ways I think it even went deeper into some really heavy things more than euphoria does um and so we're not saying it should I and I'm not saying that it shouldn't do that but it did it it, the cool thing about Degrassi was that it did in a way where families could watch it together and kids could watch that, but also where every bit of that was balanced out with, like we said earlier, also regular day-to-day high school drama. Because it'd be ignorant of us to say that high schoolers today don't go through issues revolving around sex, drugs, and alcohol. But that's not the only drama they go through. Yeah. They also struggle with getting their essays in on time, having their friend lie to them about what they did last night or something, not related to sex, drugs, and, al- sex, drugs, and alcohol. Like, in Euphoria, we don't see them go to class. We don't see them with a single book in their hand um, outside of class, like carrying books to class. We don't see their teachers interact with them. Like we're only seeing sex, drugs, and alcohol all the time. I think that the problem, even though we like Euphoria, is, I guess is the the dead like comparison for especially a newer updated Degrassi, I think there is a trend with a lot of the new high school shows Mm -hmm. that is going more about teenage life outside of school, whereas most of teenage life is in school. Like, you know, extracurriculars, class, 
homework, major projects, you know, friends, yes, parties, yes, you know, maybe dabbling in things that might be taboo, yes, but I know you you don't really watch Gossip Girl or you haven't watched the reboot, Rachel, but I feel like that's the same issue, you know, people have about Gossip Girl reboot too. It's like too much about what's happening outside of school, not enough about what's happening in school. And hopefully Degrassi will, will take a lesson from their predecessors and make it a all encompassing show. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. want it too much in school because then it'd be like a quote unquote Disney, you know, Disney show where it's all about school, but we yeah. want it, you know, we want it to be real and authentic and there's no way to be real and authentic about teenage life without school. Yeah. And like, and, and that's the, since you, like you mentioned, it's kind of like most modern teen shows, what we're seeing is that, is that lean towards the more explicit, the more dramatic. Um, and so the question then is, can what Degrassi used to be succeed in, in, in what teens expect from their shows today? Um, if, if what we're seeing in um, not just Euphoria, but like you said, the Gossip Girl reboot and even uh, kind of like a couple years ago with like Pretty Little Liars, Riverdale, if what we're seeing in those shows is more indicative of what today's teens like, are they going to like a version of Degrassi as we knew it? Or are they going to want a Degrassi that's more similar to what they're seeing now? And if that's what they want, I don't know if that's the show that I'm anymore looking for. Uh, and I would, have, of course, still watch it. Um, but Because <laughs> I'm just a true Degrassi fan and I want to see what it really is. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know if, if it's going to be what it originally was, if it can be successful in today's expectations of what modern teens want. I think it could be kind of like a Never Have I Ever on Netflix. I don't know mm-hmm. if you watched that show. Oh, yeah. But I think that show also talked about, you know, all aspects of I think so, yeah. life, you know, in a way that doesn't look like, you know, only caring about one side or the other. Um, yeah. So... I hope that um, that's what's going to, you know, get it going and stuff for Degrassi. Um, but it could be, cause I think it's supposed to be about the students. So it's not about, you know, the older, like the adults and stuff like that who may have went through Degrassi. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm hesitant, but... I am not the intended audience right. for Degrassi. 100%. And so if they do their market research and that's what these, you know, teams want, then yeah. there's nothing I can really do about it. My nostalgia would be like, Ugh. remember when the most controversial thing happens when Manny wore a thong to school? Like, <laughs> All right. That's going to be me. Uh, that yeah. was iconic. Uh but it's like 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 you said like we are not the intended audience so if whatever they come up with appeals to today's teens uh then i guess they've they've done what they need to do and and um i guess all we can do is um just rewind and and rewatch the last uh 18 seasons of the show that we liked and we loved (laughs) (laughs) um that's the good thing about this is even if we hate the reboot it's not like we're hungry for degrassi Mm -hmm. content because we've got anytime we want some uh we've got an endless amount of episodes to rewatch so many (laughs) so many episodes 
so many episodes uh speaking of all those episodes over time uh with the episodes we get a lot of different um there's just there's time and room uh for different characters to explore several different relationships and so ty what i thought might be a little fun um is if we kind of went through a couple of these iconic relationships Mm -hmm. and did almost like a this or that uh with uh with some of these relationships um kind of talking about uh who someone was better with uh, in different matchups mm-hmm. that they had um and so i'll kind of introduce a couple of these and i guess we can talk about uh, uh which couple we prefer which we think was mm-hmm. um not necessarily more successful because some of these definitely fizzled quick um but which was <laughs> uh, maybe we saw the most chemistry or maybe the most interesting storyline uh okay. which we would prefer uh yeah okay. uh, so the first one is this will be easy for you because this is one of your um, <laughs> favorite characters apparently <laughs> is Jay and Manny uh, oh, versus <laughs> versus versus Craig and Manny. Gross, <laughs> so like... you've got you've got an end game couple Jay and Manny, but then you've got Manny and Craig who definitely and arguably went through a lot more. They had more in their relationship than Jay and Manny. So what do you think about that? Neither. Can I pick neither? <laughs> I don't think you can pick neither in this game. No, this is a this or that. Okay. I'm going to hope that Jay grew up and not, because like they got together after high school. Mm -hmm. So years have passed after high school that they got together. So I'm going to hope that Jay and Manny are a good couple now because Manny and Craig lord jesus like the emotional turmoil especially the first time when craig was cheating on ashley with manny oh yeah when manny was so much younger (laughs) like the holiday episode no like i can't like i can't and then when years later and then manny finds the drugs and take like that she finds the drugs in Craig's suitcase and she t- no like <laughs> throw Craig away yeah yeah throw Craig well away. And listen and I don't want to th- this I don't want to bash Craig because that was a bad time for him he was a bad person during that but I think he and himself if we're talking about growth like Jay had yeah. growth, Craig had growth too but I think by the time he grew up he wasn't his grown-up like version his growth would not match Manny's growth so like yeah. I feel like we can only really comment on who Craig was with Manny because I feel like who Craig is at the end of the show would not have been successful with who Manny was. Um, I think he ended up with who he needed to end it end up with. Um, and so, so I don't want to like, cause Craig did have his redemption. You know, he was a he lot did. more, Ugh. a lot mature, more mature. And he did take care of Ellie uh, in the end. There is this kind of like last couple episodes that we saw, but um, no, when he was, w- they were both not really great in that relationship, but he particularly did not have it together enough. Um, and just like the, the pregnancy scare um the, it was just a really tumultuous yes. relationship mm-hmm. um, a lot of stuff happening i think jay and manny are, are good together i mean he seeing them together in that last kind of like that hollywood special mm-hmm. they did that four-parter mm-hmm. um where he kind of acknowledges that he supports her actor's career mm-hmm. um and that he's willing to kind of like wait for her when she needs to travel and stuff. I think that was a nice ending for them. So mm-hmm. uh, though it came out a little out of the blue as, as an end game couple, because they didn't get together until after high school, I think he matured enough for, for what she needed. And I think she, it's, she's, it's not like she's the most mature person in the world. So I feel like he matured enough to match Manny. And okay. so, yeah, so I would agree Jay and Manny mm-hmm. uh, okay. over Manny and Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's stick with uh, some of those early season relationships okay. and, and go, uh, 
JT and Liberty. Uh, versus, <laughs> uh, his, uh, what was it? His oatmeal, his oatmeal. Uh, versus JT and Mia, his, his spaghetti. meatball sub. His meatball sub. Oh, no, meatball sub, yes. <laughs> uh. Which, which... <sighs> A meatball sub is way better than oatmeal. Uh, so I get what the metaphor was going for. It's like something you want every day, but like, I don't know who would choose them. If they had to choose, okay, you can have one of these meals every single day. I don't know who would choose oatmeal over a meatball sub, but okay. Um, uh, so yeah. So what do you think about those two? I would say, ooh, I would say JT and Mia only because I feel like Liberty can do better. <laughs> I feel like Liberty is going to, she's going to leave Degrassi, hopefully. She's going to thrive in college or even grad school. I can see her becoming a lawyer. Like, I feel like oh, yeah. she, that's her trajectory. And JT will just be holding her back. And so may he rest in peace. But I will say JT and Mia. Yeah, I think, I think part of JT's down spiral uh, was that he almost was trying to be good enough for Liberty and like Mm -hmm. be what he thought Liberty wanted. Um, I think at the end of the day, his goofiness would have never clicked with what Liberty. I I, I do appreciate that his fun loving side kind of brought out the fun a little bit in Liberty and they challenged Mm -hmm. each other in that way. But I just feel like at the end of the day, it was just, it was not compatible enough. And he would have always just been trying to, trying to, like stressing himself out being someone he's not. And I think Liberty all, I think she would be stressing herself out trying to be fun, you know, cause he called her boring and, and she would always be trying to be fun mm-hmm. and more fun than what her comfort zone would allow. I think she prefers structure and prefers routine and she would get uncomfortable with that too. So I think, um, I don't, I don't think they were a good match, but JT and Mia, uh, I think he, he was obviously like really good with her kid. And that's something that, that, um, Mia never really had with Peter, is that yeah. they had kind of gotten rid of Mia's kid at that point of the show. And so I think JT really showed that fun loving side that she, that Mia loved with her kid. And I think um, that could have been a really good situation. And so, yeah, I would have to say JT and Mia as well. Mm-hmm. Sean and Emma. <laughs> <laughs> versus, versus Sean and Ellie. <laughs> um, um, both not great. Oh God, I think I'm going to say Sean and Ellie. Okay. Only, I, you're like, oh God. I'm just like going through the episodes in my mind. And Sean is such a difficult character because he doesn't, he changes, but especially when you see him again right before he goes to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think at that point, him and Emma was done. Like, no. But I think, I think later in life, I think Ellie and Sean can reminisce way more than uh, Sean and Emma. I mean, we all know that Emma. Oh, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Gets bitter. Oh, God. Talk about terrible plot lines. Um, Kids with Spinner, but so I guess technically they can't like reminisce together or it'll be different. But I think Emma and Sean are, I'll pick them too. So we're gonna have to uh, disagree. Oh, wait. So you said Sean and Emma are better than Sean and Ellie, or Sean and Ellie are better. Okay. So we're gonna have to to disagree on that because I think Sean and Emma are better than Sean and Ellie. 
Um, because and here's I think they were here's adorable. Here's my reasoning. The first I think that we want to say that Sean and Ellie were better because they're more similar, but I think the problem is they were way too similar in mm. terms of like they both had their demons they were struggling with, and that's what the, all they liked about each other. They liked that both of them kind of had this like darker side of them and that they were both struggling and yeah. ellie was like sean gets me but i think because of that they just kind of like festered in their yeah. problems together like they yeah. they were almost like encouraging that in each other to just kind of like let let those demons get to them um yeah. rather than like seek help and i think that's and i think sean got out of that a little bit at the end but ellie really just spiraled when she was with him mm-hmm. as much as it seemed like she finally had someone who understood her and sean did try to encourage her uh to kind of uh start getting over some of her things it was too much of a sean didn't have himself figured out either so the fact that she, what she liked about him was that he also struggled and them trying to like live together when they're yeah. like what, like Ugh. like sophomores in high school or something that was, like but that was weird and i, I just think, feel like it's too much and so i've got to i think sean and emma were the healthier relationship okay i think ellie because ellie was also with craig and ellie was also with a character that we have not mentioned yet, Jimmy. And I think out of all of the, maybe it's Ellie the, and Jimmy. Let's uh, let's <laughs> cross that off the record though. That should not have happened. <laughs> I think out of, I mean, I think Ellie and Craig actually, after they got both got their stuff together, I think they probably would be the best one. Yeah, I mean, de- right, for so, sure. Is it that I just don't like Sean? Like, I think Sean is fine. Actually, I think Sean is fine. I just. Uh, I think he will find happiness with someone who didn't know his past traumas in high school. Right. No, yeah, definitely. I, I understand that, that Sean should not be with either of these women. <laughs> now, <laughs> I think Ellie ended up with who she should have ended up with and Emma. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, so yeah, but, I, but between those two pairs, I think if I, you know, mm-hmm. I just think Sean and Emma were healthier. Okay. Um, speaking of Jimmy, um, so we're just really going to cross the Jimmy and Ellie thing off the record, okay. but we're going to assume that that never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley and Jimmy versus Jimmy and Hazel. Jimmy and Hazel. Totally. <laughs> Healthy relationship that. for sure. For sure. Uh, um, I think the only reason why people might say Jimmy and Ashley is because Hazel didn't get any storylines, especially no yeah. independent storylines. All her storylines revolved around Jimmy. So it might seem like Ashley and Jimmy were very much two separate characters. Whereas Jimmy and Hazel, as in we know Hazel, but her characters with either through Paige as her Paige's best friend or as Jimmy's girlfriend. And I feel like if we only got one episode really about Hazel and that was when you find out that she wasn't Jamaican, she was actually um, Somalian and was Muslim and, but she got you know bullied at her old school about it mm-hmm. that was the only kind of storyline we got about hazel and i feel like if we got more then i would even be even more ecstatic about jimmy and hazel but uh, yeah. jimmy and hazel doing through i don't want to say it's my favorite couple but maybe it might be my favorite <laughs> couple of- i mean they were a good i think they were a good couple that the show really only messed up because they felt like it was a couple that was getting too comfortable like it didn't have enough yeah. and i think like people can argue that ashley brought out the artistic side in jimmy that hazel might not have appreciated yeah um but like at the end of the day 
Jimmy and Ashley were not a good relationship. Like Jimmy was not what Ashley needed and Ashley was not what Jimmy needed. And I feel like with Hazel and Jimmy, they were an early, early couple that was comfortable for a reason. Um, I feel like they both were level-headed. Um, they both knew what they, well, not necessarily knew what they want out of life. Cause Jimmy did have that struggle um, more so caused by the sudden interruption of his um, love for sports by, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, his injury. And, but I think he was always someone who took a lot of seriousness in trying to figure out what he wanted. And and Hazel was too. And Ashley was just like way too all over the place and just like way too dramatic. And I feel like Jimmy was not vibing with that drama. Like he, I don't know. And, and Hazel now it's could be just because she didn't get a lot of storylines. We didn't see her that dramatic side of her. Um, Maybe she got more storylines. We would have seen a different side of her, but I think she was just more, she was more Jimmy's speed and Jimmy was more Hazel's speed. I think they just really got along well and meshed together. But I think, like I said, the show only ended it because they were maybe too boring. Well, let's hot people, hot popular people get together. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be drama Like, they yeah. were both hot popular people and let hot popular people be together. All right, like, if that was a real school relationship, that probably would have lasted until graduation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I understand, like, whatever hardships Jamie was having post, you know, that whole thing, you know, with him getting shot, like, that's a different conversation, you mm-hmm. know, because that's more an internal struggle that, you know, hurt their relationship. But, uh, especially, like, first season, Jimmy and Ashley, uh, throw it away. Just throw it away. <laughs> All right. So we can definitely both agree that Jimmy yeah. and Hazel... Um, I think, I think we can go ahead and skip past this, uh, Craig and Ellie versus Craig and Ashley. Cause I think yeah. we've already both agreed yeah. that Craig and Ellie are a good end game and mm-hmm. Craig and Ashley were just as disastrous as Craig and Manny. Uh, yeah. so the last season kind of like the last one for this group of seasons, uh, is Paige and Alex versus Paige and Spinner. This one I think is the most difficult, particularly because Paige and Spinner were, were together for so long and, and viewers just grew attached to them. But it, but in the end, Paige and Alex also had a very important relationship with Paige. So what do you think about that? Okay. Now, I'm going to go in my imagination real quick. <laughs> I like I like Paige and Spinner. I think, I think Terry and Spinner was a better couple or could have been potentially a better couple in my fan fiction brain here I think (laughs) am I picking Paige and Alex because I like Paige and Alex yes or am I picking Paige and Alex because I feel like Spinner was destined to be with Terry I don't know um I think now talking about someone who they got too comfortable and they were outgrowing each other was Paige and Spinner yes like I think their relationship especially because they were such like unlike i mean jimmy and hazel were friends but like Paige and spinner were friends were like good, good friends, friends yes. before they started dating and then they went through that really bad rough patch and then they went back to being friends so i think they're better as friends um yeah. and i just like like Paige and alex as chaotic and tumultuous as it was <laughs> I like Paige and Alex. Um, you know, she was like the, you know, the the trouble 
bad girl, you know, best friends with Jay, all that hullabaloo at the ravine. Oh, gosh. But I think he, I think Alex brought out that, I think it was like a different type of ruthlessness that Alex had that she was able to check Paige on like a lot of people in her life. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I, you know, and I'm surprised to hear, hear you, um, speak positively of that relationship because i know you're not a fan of the enemies to lovers arc um and that was definitely an enemy enemies not necessarily i guess not enemies but they did not like each other yeah. in the beginning uh mm. they were very fed up with each other but seeing them seeing that progress them working together and understanding each other more um and then that coupled with Paige kind of like realizing her sexuality and stuff uh was was too interesting of a storyline uh to to kind of put over what she had with Spinner. Mm-hmm. Um, what she had with Spinner was nice. It, they grew up together, but they were they were our better as friends. And that whole friends with benefits thing while they were Ugh. like post high school was weird. And I think that proved to us that they like did not belong together yeah. anymore. And so I, I think I would have to agree. I've got to take Paige and Alex, if not simply because of the iconic scene where she's like <laughs> running away and, and she's and Paige is like, what's your problem? And she's like, she's like, um it's like I love you you idiot or something like that or something like, and it's like it's so powerful and it's like you cannot like pick anything over now the relationship obviously wasn't successful um yeah. and it didn't like I don't think I don't remember if Paige was end game with anyone um I don't think she was um so who knows because no, she she's... moved to Hollywood right like yeah the but whole point I, of them... we're assuming she probably just ended up with someone outside of the yeah. world um and so yeah but I think I think they support each other really well they like they understood each other now they wanted very different things out of life so that was their big issue but so did spinner and page so we kind of that's a moot point for both Mm -hmm. of them so i would have to say in terms of like intrigue and actual i feel like who they were when once page matured i think alex was more fitting for her because i feel like spinner and page were good when before page kind of had that rebirth after Mm -hmm. she started getting over her trauma with dean um so we don't have, I mean, there's not too many like more modern couples to talk about just because it got really dicey in the last couple seasons. They, it was like constantly people switching from partner to partner, mm-hmm. not a lot of like lasting couples like we saw in the early seasons, mm-hmm. um, but definitely uh, a character who had two very lengthy and very solid relationships was Jenna um, with Connor, uh, her kind of like later seasons boyfriend and her, mm-hmm. her first boyfriend when, uh, you know, ninth grade 10th grade kc obviously kc is the one that she has the baby with um between those uh what are you thinking is the the best relationship i (laughs) i don't like jenna um which is a another conversation yeah she's a boyfriend stealer so yeah can we talk okay look all right so well that's not we'll choose a couple first (laughs) i was like kc was so oblivious with everything like I don't, he wasn't a himbo because I don't think he was even, like, even smart enough to be a himbo. Like, I don't know how that could work, but, like, Mm -hmm. I think Connor was so sweet to her and was so nice to her. For that simple fact, I would pick Connor and Jenna. Um, I would would agree. Um, Because, well, so there's three couples left. I feel like 
um, or three pairs left. I feel like we can kind of just skip past Peter and Mia versus Peter and Darcy simply because of the fact that Peter is a bag of shit. Um, <laughs> but and also Peter's best relationship was Emma. It was should be Peter. <laughs> just because he, he did help her a lot kind of through some of her issues. But like, wait, did you say his best relationship with the, was with Emma? Yes. Listen, hi (laughs) must i remind you that peter literally revealed a uh topless video of her best friend okay and then sold sold nude photos of darcy online i I totally forgot about that yeah and literally to a pedophile to the point where a pedophile literally stalked darcy and then with mia he did meth so we're talking about like (laughs) (laughs) so we're talking about like a dude who's messing up every single relationship and just like absolutely making the wrong choices at all times now i'm not gonna villainize i'm not gonna villainize addiction because he did he did honestly go through some stuff and i think he came out of that um in the best way he could but in terms of like making the active choice after he should have learned his lesson with manny to do that again to darcy just absolutely scumbag absolutely scumbag and so if you're going to say Peter and Emma are the best, sure, because he helped her through all that stuff. And he kind of was like his the best version of himself because it just went downhill from there. But that started with him releasing a new video of her best friend. I drunk. will say that Emma was a bad friend to begin with. And I don't think... <laughs> True. He, like, Emma was also like, a piece of crap. <laughs> like, I think, like, at that point, what was that, season six like 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 you know towards it was either between season four and season six i could not think of it right now um but they were horrible friends they were bad friends for each other so i don't even think emma even thought about it like that to be perfectly honest like i think um yeah emma, she yeah i mean just her being with peter after that just shows yeah, how much like, she cares about manny <laughs> like they they were very interesting best friends. Last two couples, we can go through these two quick because they're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Holly J and Declan versus Holly J and Sav. That, for me, that's an easy one, obviously, because I adore Declan. Declan. Um, oh, yeah. I also yeah. don't remember a whole lot about Holly J and Sav. I've heard people say that that's like one of the iconic relationships in the episode. I really? don't agree. Um, I think Sav and Anya are iconic, um, yeah. but maybe I guess i don't know so a lot of people like him with holly j but i think holly j and declan are great i think because by time shark in the water came out she was with sav yeah so i think that was an iconic time for degrassi in general so that's probably why um because you know she throws the knives at him in the video um and i think that's probably why um people think of it but i definitely think of anya and sav way more than i think 100%. of Jay and sav and then that weird relationship that she had with spinner do i remember that correctly is that what that was uh, i think you darcy no darcy no, had, oh Jay. she had a crush on spinner okay yeah was like, they didn't actually get together because jane like jane made fun of her about that yeah so just for our, our next class fans out there um our oh. netflix reboot fans out Uh-oh. there uh this is Listen, there's so many small relationships coming from that era, uh, but I think simply because Maya was the new Emma um, and the show yeah. largely focused on Maya, uh, we're going to have to just pull the, the, the most significant relationship of that, 
that era of the show, uh, Maya and Zig uh, versus obviously Maya and Cam. Now, it, we got to preface this discussion with the fact that it's, it's difficult to talk about um, this simply because Maya and Cam's relationship ended uh, of course, in Cam's uh, in yeah. Cam taking his own life, and so who, who's to say whether they would have continued after that? Um, but I think we'll have to kind of think of it, of it when what, how Maya and Cam were before Cam kind of started to get to that dark place. Um, and so, uh, so what do you think, Maya and Zig or Maya and Cam? Uh, it was so like Maya and Cam is so sad, like. I'll let you go first. I have to think about it a little bit. I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, I absolutely hated Maya and Zig. Um, par- primarily because here's the thing. As uh, listeners, if you couldn't tell already, I absolutely hate Emma. Um, and I do think <laughs> Maya, <laughs> I do think Maya was a reincarnation uh, of Emma. And and every she was self-obsessed. Uh she was um she was always whining and ranting about things that nobody cared about. Um, and she was making everything about her, which I guess is, uh, you know, redundant after saying she's self-obsessed, but I think Zig wanted so bad, uh, to be the person uh, that was good enough for her. And he cared about her so much, but she was constantly yelling at him, constantly making him feel like he wasn't enough, constantly making everything about her. And so I just feel like she became, and this really could have been spurned by, by what she went through with losing cam. And so very possibly if, uh, if her and cam had been able to have a future together, this wouldn't have ever been an issue, but I think she was just absolutely unbearable by the time she got with Sig and it was just a mess. And so I, I'm going to have to say Maya and Cam just because Maya was not uh, terrible at that point. Um, and, and uh, I think Maya treated Cam a little bit better than she treated Zig. So I'm going to have to say Maya and Cam, um, but Maya and Zig was a nightmare. Yeah. And Zig was a sweetheart. So yes. Yeah. Zig was a sweetheart. I think full disclosure. I think I watched the grassy new class maybe once. Oh yeah. No, so, you're like, fine. we I talked about how know, I remember yeah. the next class part better than you. So that's totally okay. If you yeah. don't have a solid opinion on that one. And that was really just for our next class fans. Um, there's a reason, like we said earlier that we both focus on the earlier seasons. Cause mm-hmm. these kind of last seasons weren't really I, meant for us at this point as we were in college and mm-hmm. um, it was on Netflix and it was all about social media. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I will say though, among the tragic, tragic relationships that were in Next Class, there was one that should have gotten more screen time. And really, if the show had continued, I think it would have. Um, but that's Tiny and Shay. Uh, Tiny and Shay were a really healthy and really strong relationship. But because they were both quiet and probably because they were the only black couple on the show uh, they did not get a lot of screen time or storylines <laughs> um, but they were a really good couple and so if the show had continued I felt like they would have gotten more because they really only got together near if I'm not mistaken near the end there before the show got canceled um, but Tiny and Shay were, were a fun time and uh, yeah but I think we'll probably have to wrap it up here oh, yes. soon um, yeah. so my last question to you, though, is, mm-hmm. um, you know, when Degrassi first aired, uh, it probably less so as it kind of got on um, because they went more to the high school age. But one of its cool things that we're not seeing nowadays is that it did have actual young people, actual teenagers, yeah. and actual kids playing the roles. From what we're seeing now in modern teen shows, how that's not a thing anymore. Do you think the Degrassi rumor is going to stick to that? And do you think it should stick to that? I think... Is something that it that they have to at least consider. I think 
they don't have to be I'm not gonna say like they have to be like oh they have to be 14 when they start the show like I understand how things work and all that stuff but at least like be as close to the age as possible as they could be you know mm-hmm. like 16 18 because I think one good thing about Degrassi is that they look like children like if yeah. you go back to especially like season one like even like when Allie and Claire and Casey and Colin when they all came into the industry they looked like teenagers they looked mm-hmm. like you know at least vaguely to the age that they're supposed to be playing yeah. and I feel like if they're going to go more into like the mature teenage shows, I, you know, I don't want a 20 year old playing in a Degrassi show. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't want someone in like the mid to late twenties in a Degrassi show. Like I want it to feel like high school as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if knowing, <laughs> knowing the track record of these shows, I don't know how much this is going to be accomplished, but I wish it is going to be accomplished or yeah or at least as much as possible i would i would agree i think the it was it was so cool when we were kids to see a show that was not disney channel and not nickelodeon uh, because those had kids on it at yeah. our age too but it was also it was too silly and too goofy on those channels to see a show that was re- reflecting the problems we were going through but also reflecting us and like it was you saw these awkward kids going through these issues and that was us and and i think it's dangerous now uh, that we have teenagers um only watching shows where adults are representing teenagers because then it makes them feel like they need to look like adults. Um, and that's just not going to be the case. So I hope they stay true to the, to having actual kids play it. But, um, and since it's a Canadian based show, maybe it is possible. Um, and maybe they go the different route because of that, because I know that American produced shows tend to tend to go that route just so they don't have to, you know, go around child labor laws and, and, and cut costs in that way. So um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. But I do. I do hope they at least try to explore or, or having at least younger adults, like at least eighteen or nineteen, um, play these kids. Uh, so we're not seeing like these thirty-year-olds playing uh, playing sophomores in high school. Uh, but I do think we have to wrap up. Uh, so is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? No, I just want to hear what you have to say. What was your favorite moments in Degrassi? Your favorite characters? favorite couples like we want to hear it all um i hope we hope we see you next week next week we'll be talking about (laughs) uh glee yeah (laughs) the next high school show on our list um the the fun musical (laughs) teen show that we all love to hate and hate to love yes yes Um, but definitely let us know your thoughts on degrassi anything that we said on social media mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing your thoughts And we'll see you guys next week on Glee. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.